0: Yo, welcome back to the Weekend Review Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Stroud. Now, before you start chewing my ass out, I know, I know, I am two days late, and there are no excuses, but I do have reasons. Um, number one, kids did not have school the last two days, so they're up in to ungodly hours, so I don't have time to record and still get sleep for work. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, I saw a fucking push a T and IDK yesterday. So there's no way I was going to come home and record after that. One, I probably had no voice and two, I had to wake up. I barely woke up this morning. I woke up at 7:40 and I was in the door at work by 7:57 on time still. So I think I deserve a round of applause for that, but no, nah, yeah, I've just been been busy, but I am here. This podcast, it's um I don't know what I'm comparing it to, but it's might be late, but it's always going to be here every fucking week. 81, 80, what is this? This might be 82 weeks in a row. That's insane. I don't, I I haven't even smoked consecutively for that long at this point. I stopped back in like February or some, I don't know. It, it's. I've recorded the podcast when I started smoking again, so I know. I've been podcasting longer than I've been smoking consecutively. I think that's uh, quite a feat in itself, but push a t. Was fucking awesome. I guess I'll go ahead and get that out the way. Um, I walked into the. It was a. It was a house of blues. So I parked off the highway a, a little bit back from it because it's off the side of it. So I just had to walk up to it. The parking lot was bullshitting though. I kept scanning the QR code. It wouldn't give me the right link to pay it. So I had to park on the street, which was actually ten times cheaper. I know I've said this before, but if you see one of those like parking meters that you can scan and pay, sometimes they're cheap as fuck. This one I paid like a dollar 50 for 4 hours the whole night. I didn't even use the whole 4 hours, but it was a dollar 50, so why not? I'd rather be safe than sorry, right? Uh, as opposed to 20 bucks to park in the lot. Now yes, it is nice to park on the lot and not in the street, but if you get in close enough, I mean you really don't have shit to worry about. Uh, unless you're like me and as soon as you walk away from your car, you think 50 fucking times before it's out of sight. Did I lock it? Did I lock it? Should I turn around and lock it? My key's not reaching when I press the button. Should I turn around and make sure? No, just you just gotta keep going. You just gotta keep going. So I started walking, lit my joint. You already know I had that shit rolled up and ready. Uh, Got in line, got in. It was pretty quick, and this is actually the latest that I've been to a concert. I pulled doors were at seven. I pulled up, walked in at maybe 7:20, and uh, it was no issue. I still got my merch. There was like no line at all. Um, I got a tour shirt from Pusha T. I didn't like any of the ones with dates on them, so I didn't get those, I got, but I got one that still said the It's Almost Dry tour. It was pretty cool. Um, IDK also was selling CDs, which I was really hyped to see. I was ho- kind of hoping he'd have vinyls out because he hasn't released any yet. Uh, they're not on Discog at least, as, and that's like the the source for shit, so... I saw they had CDs, they were actually demo versions of his last album, Simple, which I listened to maybe last week, pretty recently, because I knew I was going to come see him, and I like that, and I'm all about getting some physical fucking merch, I'm not that I'm going to listen to it, but just a click, so I got that, the dude asked if I wanted a bag, I said, sure, I guess, because never been offered one before, so I wrapped the CD in the t-shirt, put the t-shirt in the bag, tied it up. And then as soon as I got out there and saw the big-ass crowd, thought about what I was going to be doing this night or tonight, IDK, push a T, there's going to be some jumping around. So I shoved that bag in my pants, tied one of the, I guess, bunny ears of the bag, like the loops that you hold on to with your hands, tied one of those to my belt loop so it wouldn't go too far down my pants. I had this shit planned out, okay? And um, there was, so I got out there, and there was a DJ set for a while, he just wasn't – I think I think to be a DJ, you just have to be able to feel the moment and be in that shit, and this dude was not doing that. He would, like, play a song up to the hype part, and then he would cut to another song. And doing that, like, one time, all right, that's a fluke. But when you do that every single time, people are going to catch on. Like, me and this one dude – because as soon as they started playing, what they play? He played a Baby Keem song. It wasn't um, it was an Honest or Orange Soda. Maybe, maybe it was Stats. He, anyway, he played a Baby Keem song. And I was like, oh shit, I was listening to this at work today. No one in the back is getting lit. No one's doing anything back here. Excuse me, excuse me. Started doing my shoulder pats, making my way to the front. You know how it is. And then I found where they were jumping, so I got in there, and I got next to this dude. We were, like, the ones getting hype in the group. And then, like I said, the DJ would cut the song off at the best part. Or he'd play just, like, one hype part of a song, and then even though the next part's good and we were still singing the next part, he'd, like, cut it. And that happened so many times. Me and the me and that dude, like, looked at each other like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And so that, that was a good vibe uh as far as the crowd goes, good vibe to start out the concert with. Like, me and this dude were on the same page, trying to have a good time. Uh, eventually, I, they probably cut his set short. I'm not gonna lie, because it kind of just seemed like it just. Uh, but they brought IDK out. I've been listening to IDK for a while now, since, um, maybe 2018, 2019. So, some some part in high school. How I found out about him was I saw this video of one of his concerts on Instagram, and there was a song playing, um, white dove black sheep i believe it was off it's off of i was very bad and it's like a really deep emotional song about his mom that still kind of goes hard i'm not gonna lie it's, it's a really good song definitely one of my favorites by him but he was playing that at a show and this fan was in the front crying and like he, he stopped the show and talked to him or whatever which describing it out loud i feel corny saying that but in the moment i was like man he seems like a real ass dude and so i listened to his stuff and it was all pretty good and i've listened to him since the last time he came to Dallas was 2019 and I didn't get to go. I was probably still working at Buffalo Wild Wings so not exactly uh stacked in in the money situation. So that's probably why I couldn't go, but seeing him this year I was really hyped. So anyway, with that preface out of the way, before he came on, he kind of had like the screen where it said Push a T the it's almost Dr- or album of the year. Where it had said that on the screens before now it said Idk, And then it had like a little slideshow where it said, basically said, I'm about to perform. I I like to have good ass shows, but that only works if we both give like 100% energy. I'm down if you're down. Deal, question mark. And then the crowd started cheering and shit. And then after this whole slideshow was over, he came out. And... I just want to pick that apart for a second, because I've never, like all the shows I've been, it's never, never has someone came out in that way. And I feel like that was a really good fucking approach, especially if people don't like you, because he kind of just addressed the whole situation and the stigma all at once of, is this opener going to suck? Is this opener going to be good? He he pretty much just said it like, hey, I'm going to give my fucking best if y'all give your best and give me a chance type shit. So I really fucked with it. And it seemed like the audience did too. We were all pretty fucking hyped and getting ready. And then he came out. And I love IDK, bro. I've been listening to him for a while. But I just don't think he picked the right song to come out to. I'm going to be dead ass. Like, it wasn't fast enough for us to jump up and down to. And that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to fucking jump up and down and push each other. That that was the kind of hype that was going before he came out. So, that that's unfortunate. It was a good song. I knew the song. I can't remember it right now, but I knew it. And um, after that, he talked for a bit. Played some other songs that were pretty good. Uh, Honestly, I I don't really know a lot of his new stuff like that. But anytime he played stuff off of, like, Is He Real? He played uh, 1738 off of I Was Very Bad. Like, all that old stuff. I was singing right along. I was really happy. And then um, halfway through the show... He stopped and he was just kind of talking to the fans and shit. Someone said it was their, their birthday, so he gave him a shout out, stuff like that. Just being kind of personable, taking a second, taking a breath, which I'm not mad at because, he, like I said, he did get to some uh, hard songs like 1738, and I was fucking jumping around and out of breath, so I didn't mind this little break, breather. So he was talking to the fans, and then I don't remember what he said. I don't feel like he asked a question. But he started walking back to, like, talk to the DJ or some shit. And this dude that was, like, one person over next to me, it was like I was there. And then his girl was to the right of me. And then he was to the right of her. So one person over from me, wearing a fucking, <laughs> wearing, like, a sleeveless tank top shirt and everything. He, he starts yelling out, I want to hear you play a fucking song. That's what I want to hear. And he said again, "I want to hear you play a fucking song. That's what I want to fucking hear." And then I said, "Say it one more time, man." And so he did. He said, "I want to hear you play a fucking song, man. That's what I want to hear." And I swear, like the dude smiled or something, like he thought I was on his side. And then I said, "Okay, it wasn't funny any of the times you said it." And then like that soured his, the taste in his mouth. He's like, oh, "I'm not. I'm not here to entertain you, bro." I'm, uh, uh, uh. And I was like, you're just killing the vibe, man. Like, just being disrespectful. And then he he started saying some other shit, but IDK started playing a song. So I just, you know, vibed out to the song. I could have kept antagonizing. I wanted, I had the line ready. Man, your girl must be real fucking embarrassed right now. I feel bad for her. I had that, like, in my back pocket, ready to throw out. But I decided not to. It's not worth it. I was at the concert. So after that, it was pretty pretty cool, pretty good time. But that just shows the duality of it, I guess. That was all within 20 minutes. That cool dude at the beginning getting hyped with me like, what the fuck is this DJ on, bro? I don't know, man. He's on some bullshit. And now this dude, play a fucking song, man. Bro, it's not your show. Shut the fuck up. If you want to decide what happens, make your music and get on stage fucktard. Like... I don't know, man. It's dis- disrespectful to the artist. That's why it pissed me off. But anyway, anyway, after IDK performed, I heard that he, on his uh, Instagram that he was going to do meet and greets after the show, so I went to his booth. Turns out he's not doing them until after Pusha T set, which makes sense. It would be kind of disrespectful if he was still signing shit while Pusha came on. Nah, not that, well, yeah, no, that would that would be kind of disrespectful um so they said nope it will be back later i said all right cool my throat feels like sandpaper anyways i'm gonna go get a water paid five bucks for a water uh the bartender brought out a liquid death can and now i've never had liquid death before but i associate it with sparkling water and i know they do have a regular water but i don't know which can is which so i asked oh is that sparkling water And she kind of looked at me and shrugged and said, it's water, which is what I would say if it was sparkling water, but that's all we had. So I assumed that's what she meant. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I don't want sparkling water. And she said, it's regular water, I promise. And at that point, that was when it was communicated to me and I understood that it was regular water. Not when you said, it's water and shrug that that's like, that's what we have. Take it or leave it. All right. So then I took a sip and I'm like, yep, it's water and went on with my day. But just, just be more communicative. It's not that you didn't have to make me feel like a dumbass. I don't feel like, I feel like that was definitely on the bartender. And that's why I did not give a tip because normally I throw a tip in a tip jar if I'm paying with cash, but fuck it. Fuck that bitch. No, not really. Um, you know, walked around with my liquid death can, felt like I had a Budweiser in my hand. I guess that's why they do it, so we can feel a little special, even though we're not old enough to get a drink yet. I don't fucking care. I saw a dude walking around with a big-ass, like, 24-ounce Truly can. I'm not hating on Truly's, but as a guy, like... No, no, never mind. I can't say that, because I would definitely be sipping on a Truly. Over a beer. If all my homies got beers and, uh... I wouldn't want to be the only one without a drink. So I would probably get a Truly or something else. Or maybe like an actual drink. I don't know. Yeah. No. There we go. If, if I have the choice between an actual drink and a fucking 24 ounce Truly, I think I'm going to take the actual drink. I don't know that a 24 ounce Truly is going to do shit. Anyways. After that, I got my water. Pusha came on as I finished my water. So I chunked that in the trash can because I don't litter. I'm not a cunt. Doesn't matter if I'm inside or outside. I'm not just throwing shit on the ground. Someone's gonna have to pick it up, okay? And it's not gonna be me. So, Pusha came out. I was kind of chilling in the back. I'll be honest, cause I I went, I bought the tickets before I knew IDK was going. So I was going for Pusha, but I didn't know. I don't I don't know too many of his songs like that. Like that day at work, I listened through three or four of his albums, trying to like cram Pusha lyrics, I guess. But I got there, and I was just kind of chilling in the back, and then at some point, it got pretty hype, and the back wasn't getting hype, so I fucking headed towards the middle, headed towards the front, and then it opened up, there was a mosh pit, fucking going around just pushing on people, and then there were people being lame, like, there were were these three dudes who were all kind of big, and when we were jumping around and pushing on people, like, after he told us, push, King Push himself, decreed that we must open up the middle. What What else do we do? We opened up the middle. We got it going. These three big-ass dudes decided, no, we're not doing that shit, and they fucking, like, all put their arms around each other so that they wouldn't be moved and so that they wouldn't have to move, and they kind of stood like that. It's like, all right, bro, you're lame as fuck. What? Why are you in the front, dude? Literally, why the fuck are you in the front? You can do that lame-ass shit in the back you want to hug each other and roll back and forth. Like, come on, dude. That pissed me off. But it was still pretty cool. Um, I had planned on smoking the the rest of my... Because I smoked half my joint on the way. I would planned on smoking the other half during this concert. I've never brought out a joint during a concert before. Like, inside the venue. But I felt like if any place is the place to do it, it's a fucking a T concert. So I reached for my joint bo- uh, my little joint holder, pulled it out, and then I reached in my pocket for my lighter. Keys, got it. Chapstick, got it. No lighter. No lighter. No lighter. No lighter. I have four pockets. So I was fucked. I was I was pretty sad. And I was thinking about should I ask someone for a lighter? And then my second the next thought was well, how am I gonna know, you know? How many people am I gonna have to ask before I find someone that smokes? Third thought, this is a push a tea concert. <laughs> Who the fuck here doesn't smoke? And so I turned to my right to look behind me, and I the first person I looked at was a white dude, a little taller than me, skinny, long brown hair, kinda in his face with some freckles. And I knew that was the one. I said, "Do you smoke? Do you have a lighter?" He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Can I use it?" I dropped mine. He he pulled it out and he like handed it to me. He said, "You better give it back." And I laughed. I started to laugh because that's like a smoker inside joke, pretty much. Because if you smoke, if you smoked your friends out, we've all had someone walk out with a lighter. We've all had someone steal a lighter. You text them like, "Hey, bro, did you take my lighter?" And they're like, "Oh shit, man, that was in my pocket, bro. My bad. It's happening to everybody, bro." Check you got. I got to check them at the door sometimes. I remember I'd be like, "Hey, bro, is, is that my lighter in your hand?" They're like, "Oh shit, here you go, man." And but it's no big deal because that, that's part of the process. You feel me? So he said that. He said, "All right, you better give it. You better give it back." And I start, and I laughed a little bit, and then I looked up, and his face was stone-cold, dead-ass serious, like as serious as this skinny white boy could muster. And I, I kind of cut my laugh short, and I went, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm lighting it right now. And then I did and handed him sh- his shit back. Didn't want him to freak out on me, but yeah. It was pretty cool, man. Smoked my joint, vibed out to the pusher, vibed out to the pusher. He played all the fucking classics, dude. He played every song that I knew pretty much, and some songs that I didn't. I mean, he played he played his verse from Mercy. I didn't expect that. He played Runaway, his verse from that with Kanye. He played uh, Nostalgia with Kendrick, he, his verse from that. It was fucking clean, man. I was I was hyped the whole way through. I was pretty tired, though, I'm not going to lie. And when he ended his set, I was one of the first ones to like, all right, I'm out, I'm out, because I had to book it back to that merch booth, all right? But I got there in time. The man, the myth, Jason Mills, also known as IDK, which stands for Ignorantly Delivering Knowledge, he was there. And there were only a few people in line in front of me. So I... Excuse me, excuse me. So I started frantically unwrapping my cd because i wasn't going to take it out of the plastic if i wasn't going to get it signed but if i was then hell the fuck yes i am i'm not getting plastic signed the fuck so i unwrapped it in a very very hurriedly fashion with my teeth and everything and then i got up there and this is the second time i've talked to a band that i listen to now so i can admit it with honesty and accuracy i fucking freak out i got wide-eyed Dude, I didn't get to see you when you came in 2019. So I was really, I was really so excited when you, when I saw that you were coming today. He's like, "Oh, thanks, man. Thanks." And I was, I've been. Would you, Would you mind signing this? Man, today was so good. You were so good out there. Have a, Have a good night, man. Have a good night. And then I grabbed the CD, started to walk away, and then I realized that I wanted a picture. But the other, the next guy was already up there taking a picture. So I just started to take a selfie like with him behind me. And then one of the dudes that was up there with him was like, bro, you can just, you can just come up here and get a picture fam. And they kind of chuckled about it. And that's, that's also when it hit me in the moment that I was like, damn, I'm, I'm really just fanning out right now. That's crazy. But I got a picture. I look ugly and fucking sweaty and gross in it, but that's okay. Cause that's how the night was. I was in that shit, dude. So many people were, like, trying to be lame and not have a good time, but I really forced myself in there, and I made the most of it. Fucking IDK said it, bro. We're all here getting off of work on a Monday, calling off work, whatever the fuck it is. We all got shit going on, and we made some time to be here, so I'm going to make the most out of that shit. And I recommend you do the same if you go to a concert. So... Yeah, it was a good ass night, man. I and I got a signed CD from IDK, who I've been listening to for a minute. So, really happy about that. Got in my car, ate my munchy meal because I I, re, I guess I didn't say this. I got a munchy meal beforehand, but I got there late, so I didn't have time to eat it. Just scarfed down some fries beforehand. But got in my car, got home, ate my cold ass munchy meal. Ugh, cold munchy meals are. Gross, dude. The chicken tater melt needs to be eaten warm, okay? Let me let me learn that lesson for you. Needs to be eaten warm. Um and then I went to sleep. It was a good ass night. But like I said, woke up late today. Ugh. And then going into Well, I guess this started yesterday, so I'm gonna rewind one more time, but this is this is one of the pros of getting the podcast late is you wouldn't have had this story well i guess you would have had it next week but whatever monday right the day of the push a concert this is before it though i should have said this first but we were already talking about push so i go into work and i really didn't talk to anybody all day like normally i'll fuck around with cullen and aiden just talk shit make the day pass by i don't know what it was i just genuinely did not feel like talking monday I wasn't really super sad. I wasn't really mad. I just vibing out, listening to music, listening to my podcast. Um, And that was the most of the day. That was until like 4 o'clock, 4.30, you know, the end of the day pretty much for us. And then someone came in the back to pick up an order, so we all went back there to load it. And when we were back there, Aiden and Cullen... They were just talking shit. New guy was talking shit too. They were all joking around, and I was laughing. I wasn't. I was just laughing whenever stuff was funny, you know. I wasn't partaking in the conversation. I was just listening. Uh, I had my music paused because I was so far away from my phone that that shit would have just disconnected and kept being spotty, so it wasn't worth listening to. But so I was chilling. Whenever they said some funny shit, I would laugh. And then the new guy, as he often does, does or did. Just started saying some dumb shit. Like Aiden told him to use a dolly to lift some stuff because we have dollies. If you don't know what a dolly is, it's uh, it's on two wheels, and it's like an L shape, and you put something on it to lift it up onto the wheels so that you don't have to scoot it or pick it up yourself. You can just use the uh, the wheels to balance it and push it along. It's a lot easier, which is why Aiden was saying, Hey, man, you should use a dolly. You, you don't got to hurt your back lifting that shit. And then he started saying, nah, man, where, where I'm from, we don't use dollies. That's what, that's what separates the men from the boys. That, that's where it started. He just kept saying sh- shit like that over and over. And I was just kind of laughing. Cullen and Aiden were talking shit, and I was laughing. The Even the dude whose truck we were loading he started talking shit. He was like, "Man, you're gonna hurt your back, bro. I, I lived like that when I was young, and I now I regret it. You know, shit like that. Like, basically, an old dude saying you're wrong, dumb fuck. Shut the fuck up, in a nice way." This this goes on, and like I'm just laughing. I I still haven't said shit, and then at some point he says some shit like, "Man, this is a high school job. This, this is a job for kids straight out of high school, and." Obviously, he's talking about me and Aiden, right? Because we're the youngest ones there. And so I said, "Shit, I make pretty damn good money for a kid fresh out of high school." And then Aiden chimed in with me. He's like, "Hell yeah, I make this is the best money I've ever made, or, or something like that." And then I guess he didn't hear what I said, the new guy. So he was like, "What'd you say, Sean? Sean, what'd you say?" And I didn't respond at first because I was loading some shit. I wasn't just gonna, you know, three sixty my head be like, "Well, I said this." I'm not gonna say his name. Fuck. Um. So I set that shit down, and then when I was walking back into the warehouse, he was still like, "Hey, what'd you say? What'd you say?" And I looked at him and said, "I said what you said, just like I said just now. I said what you said, just looking at him." And then he said, "You want to (laughs) fight, huh? You want to fight?" And then, like, he got in my face, and I was just looking at him like, what the fuck? Like, I even said, like, why? What's your fucking... And then, like, he acted like he was going to punch me or some shit. And I just turned around and started walking back into the warehouse because I didn't think he was going to do shit. He didn't do shit. I didn't feel like he was going to do shit. So I just started... I literally just turned around on his ass, started walking back in. And then as I'm walking away, he said, like... That's right. Beat your ass up and drive your car home, which may, has made me laugh a few times. Cause that that's that's how you know, that's the thing that he thinks about the most. Cause that's the first thing he was ready to pop out with and say. He's tired of being driven around by. I'm not gonna. You know what? Not my business. Either way, that that's what that that made me laugh, man. He's he's so jealous of my fucking car. That's the first thing he had to say. So I, I've I've smiled about that a few times. And then after that. He said, as I was walking away, he, he was just talking shit, mouthing off, right? He said, go ahead, tell Russell. He ain't going to do shit again. Because if you remember, this ain't the first time that he's gotten in my face and tried to do shit. It's been a minute. It's been a couple months. But this is the second time. And as I was walking away, I, I started breaking up the shit I was breaking up again. And I wouldn't have done this on my own accord, I don't think. But I was thinking about what he said. Tell Russell he ain't going to do shit and i was thinking about it and i thought well i guess we'll see you know i i'm curious willie i want to find out so i texted russell and I, i'll put it in the gist i basically said hey man this is the second time this happened i literally go out of my way not to interact talk shit mess with this dude at all cuz he clearly has an attitude problem and then I finished it off by saying, I shouldn't have to deal with this in a work environment, which all of those things are true. So texted him that. A minute later, he said, I'll handle it. I'm like, okay. Thank you, sir. Two minutes later, Robert walks out. Before he even gets to me, he's like halfway from me, from me to the door is like thirty feet. He's about halfway. He's like, what's your problem? What? What's the problem? But he—he he looks like there's actual concern on his face, not just being a dick. Like, what the fuck is it? He's like, what's your problem? What's your... With his big old bug eyes, <laughs> splurging out. What's your problem? What's your problem? And you know, because he was already being loud, I just fu- said, fuck it, fuck it with um, what is it? Keeping it, fuck it with being low key. I just pointed to him. I said, he's being a dick. <laughs> And he's like, What? What? Is he threatening you again? And I was like, Yeah, he literally just did. And then the new guy starts yelling about stuff about me talking shit or me threatening. And I was like, Man, He, he was trying to play it off like he he was like, I was just playing with you, man. And I was like, Bro, you know I don't play with you like that, bro. You know I don't play around with you. And then he says something like, Well then you shouldn't have been you shouldn't have said nothing in the conversation. You shouldn't have said nothing. And then I said Regardless of what I said, does that give you a reason to like try to fight me? The fuck? And this is all while Robert's in the middle of us, like looking back and forth. Like he's talking, all right, looking to the left. I'm talking. He's looking to the right. He's talking. He turned around, turns around. Robert's going back and forth. His eyes are getting confused. They're about to smack into each other, all right? A lot's going down, a lot of yelling, and then I just stopped because the new guy's just going off, ranting and raving. I've, I said what I said. I said, that doesn't give you an excuse to try to fight me, and then he just kept going off. He kept going off. No, nah, that's cool, bro. That's cool, bro. I'm going to catch you after work, man. That, I'm going to catch you after work, man. That's cool. That's cool. And then Robert's like, no, no. We won't talk like that up here. No, no. He's like, no, nah, man. I'm, I'm not going to be threatened, man. I, I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to just sounding like a dumbass and robert's like who threatened you no one no one said and he's like ain't nobody gonna talk shit to me bro and like when when i didn't talk shit what i said word for word is i said what you said and he's over here talking about following me home and shooting up my house shooting up my car all this in front of all three and four of us in the warehouse Aiden and Cullen are just standing in the corner like like parents are arguing or some shit uh and then he finally finishes or gets quiet enough and I'm just sitting here staring because the way we're positioned I'm looking at the new guy across from me and Robert's in the middle like I said looking back and forth and when he finishes I I, I stop looking at the new guy and I'm looking at Robert and I just have like a you know, I'm just shrugging like, well, Robert, like you just heard that shit. What the do I need to say anything? And Robert's like, oh, hell, well, I'll I'll talk to Russell and, you know, all this shit. And it's basically like, bro, he, you literally just heard him say in front of all of us, he's going to follow me home after work and shoot my house up. We all know he's not going to do it. But that doesn't matter that the fact that he's going to say that shit. Like it, it work Oh my gosh And and so Robert went back in And then the end of the day came We went in there Sat down Me and we were the first ones in And Robert came out And he's like I talked to Russell He's gonna talk to Big Daddy And we're gonna figure it out So I was like Okay that's cool It's just You know this is work I shouldn't feel like I gotta go Dig up my gun tomorrow And pull up with it You know I shouldn't have to feel like that And he's like No no you're right You're right and a lot, of, a lot of times, I feel like Robert is kind of just a dick, playing shit off, but it actually did kind of feel like he gave a fuck in this circumstance. So I went home, and Aiden and Cullen told me this yesterday, but apparently, because I, I, I'm always the first out the door, you can ask them, they're like, man, whenever it hits 57, Sean fucking races for that shit. It's true. Because um, I don't want to be there any longer than I have to, but I got in my car first like I normally do, and apparently, according to Aiden, old dude was like walking outside my shit talking mad shit like bro i got a gun in my car right now bro i shoot your shit up fam bro i swear to god i'm not playing i'll follow your ass home and talking all this shit which i didn't hear so aiden aiden told me when i came in the next day he was like i was gonna follow you home bro just to make sure but the thing is he's saying all this i'ma follow you home i'ma follow you home and shoot you i'ma follow you home after work his old lady fucking picks him up every day. Are you gonna hop in the whip in the passenger seat and say, "Follow him, you see that skinny white boy that's younger than me? Follow him, follow him like and she's gonna she is she she's she's that much of a ride or die she'd be like, "Oh word, bet, 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 we gonna get his ass like no, dude, what fantasy world do you fucking live in? I don't anyway. Day passes, I, talk, I just talk shit to my dad about it, feel better. I don't really think too much of it. Next day comes in, I get to work on time. Uh, like I said, I woke up late and I got there, 7.57, walked in, boom. Aiden was in the office. He said he was going to talk to Russell about what happened because just just as like another witness, like really saying, yeah, this happened because Robert wasn't back there. So he, he was talking to him, and then uh, Russell. To- I guess Russell told Robert to fire the new guy. Because the new guy showed up late. And then Robert wouldn't let him in. So he he went off and did his own thing. And then Russell came out later. And was like I, I took care of it. I'm sorry you had to put up with that. All this shit. And then Aiden came over. He told me. He was like yeah man. I, t- I talked to Russell and everything. And then Aiden gave me his whole perspective on the thing. So here's some context. Apparently before all this even played out. New guy went up to Aiden. And was like, hey, I'm going to go fuck with Sean. This, this shit's going to be real funny. And Aiden even said, hey, man, you, you can mess around with me or Cullen, but you know Sean doesn't really fuck with you like that. And you're like, nah, bro, nah, just watch, man. It's going to be funny. And then went and did that shit. Went and did that shit and then said, go ahead, tell Russell. He ain't going to do nothing. And then look at where we are now. One man down in the shop. I don't know if I don't know how you guys feel with this story, but I'm pretty satisfied with how it ended, how it played out. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel good. I don't know. I I don't. You know, Colin came up to me and asked me. He's like, "So do you feel better now that your best friend's gone?" Because you know, everybody knew. Everybody knew that I hate hated this dude. There was no news. Nothing new. I don't know how many times I can use an iteration of that word right now. But uh, it's not that I'm like, yes, I feel better that he's gone because I don't fucking like him, of course. But it wasn't a problem until he made it a problem. Does that make sense? I would have been. I mean, I was fine just existing like I was, just walking around him, doing whatever I need to do. If I need something done, I'll just ask somebody else. It's not that big of a deal. And if I really needed to, I, I, I could ask him to do some shit. I have before, but it's few and far between. But it's when he like out of nowhere decides apparently, oh, I'm going to go fuck with Sean. That's when it becomes a problem, dude. Like this is work. And he's over here talking about this is a high school job, saying all this talking all this high school shit. When we've we me and Aiden have been out of high school for 2 plus years now, I think, but talking all this high school shit. And then he's going to go and start some drama at work for no reason. Then say that nothing's going to happen. Then get fired. Bro. Play stupid games and win stupid prizes, you dumb motherfucker. Like, I don't know what else to say, man. And you know what? You, you can say I'm talking shit right now. I kind of am. But I'm like, this happened to me. So th- this was what happened today and yesterday. So I'm going to talk about it. This is the fucking week in review. And not once have I said this motherfucker's name on here. So I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't feel any judgment. Um... Maybe there's someone out there, and I'm sure this is a valid opinion, I guess. Maybe there's someone out there who is calling me a bitch or thinks that I'm, you know, a pussy or a coward because I wouldn't fight him at work. And that's okay. Your opinion is valid. You're entitled to your opinion. But that opinion kind of makes you a fucking dumbass, dude. Like, have you ever worked at a job in your life? That's not something that's supposed to happen at a job. Especially when you don't do shit to instigate. The first instance, I'll be honest. And I'm pretty sure I was honest when I said it on the podcast. You could argue that I instigated that shit all day. Because I, I said, hey, I want to do this by myself. When I really didn't have to. So you could argue that I instigated that. This, completely uncalled for, bro. So, you could you could have the opinion that I should have fought him. And I should have been a man. and But then you're kind of just as dumb as that motherfucker is. So... That is what it is. I'm happy with how shit played out. I wouldn't have done it any different if I got a second chance. I'm more worried about my job over picking a fight that, honestly, I probably would lose. He's fucking taller than me and bigger than me. Unless he's as fucking dumb when it comes to fighting as he is when it comes to everything else. I'm not even going to get specific, though I could. <laughs> everything else. Yeah, that's right. Man. Man. My throat is dry like a fucking hoisted anchor. See, that was a double whammy. That was an ad cut and a water break, all in one. I'm getting efficient with it, okay? Now that I've caught... Well, I've just about caught you up with work shit. Today, I learned something about myself. Uh, We were sitting around at the end of the day, like we normally do, just bullshitting, shooting the shit, talking shit. Johnny wasn't here today, so it was just the OG. Well, not the OGs, I guess. I'm not an OG. It was just the, the fucking, the cool kids of J-Mill. Me, Aiden, and Cullen. You already know. And Aiden starts to talk shit about my socks. I I don't know. I, don't, I can't even remember where this came from. But he, he started talking shit about my socks. About how apparently I come in with... He said, like, I'm obsessed with coming in with one sock pulled all the way up to, like, my calf and one sock down all the way, like, slouched over. And I wasn't taking him seriously. Like, I was trying to flip it on him, you know? Sometimes someone will try to roast you for some shit, and it's like, bro, why are you even looking at that shit? And I tried to do that, and so I was like, I was talking to Cullen, I was like, is this dude really talking about my fucking socks right now? And then Cullen turned it on me, he's like, yeah dude but he's fucking right and then they both started laughing then cullen said sometimes we'll see you turned around working and start laughing at you because one socks all the way up your fucking calf and the other one's hiding down in your boot in your work boot (laughs) and we all laughed at that but it's like man it's that consistent? Like, that is not something that I do on purpose. What? What is the cause? Does, does that mean I have one calf that's swoller than the other? I don't know what the fucking deal is. But now, now it's even worse because, it's like, tomorrow do I go in and intentionally make them both the same height? I'm talking about my socks, not my calves. Make them both the same height on my leg because then I'll walk in and be like, finally fixed it, huh? Or do I just do I intentionally have one higher and one lower, even though I haven't been? It's been completely random. But do I intentionally do it now just to keep it up? Like, I don't fucking care what you guys say. Or do I just keep going as I am, randomly, just just putting socks on? I match socks, but just putting my socks on. I think that's what I'm gonna do. And I I think I've also thought about it too much. So, um, Cullen, if you're listening to this. You're living in my head rent-free, so good fucking job, man. But <laughs> looking at my goddamn socks, bro. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. Um, I wanted to say this at the front of the podcast, but I got kind of busy talking about shit. Flip Turns drummer, the one that I met, his name is Devin Von Balson. They have a different drummer na- listed on Google and on the back of the album, I think so that's why I said a different name last week or maybe I did say his name but I just want to clarify it because I feel like it's super disrespectful so Flip Turns drummer that I met his name was Devin Von Balson cool dude he seemed like a really cool dude and then track of the week is 300 Fences this is from Boldy James and I believe yeah Boldy James and the Alchemist it's on Super Tecmo Bowl which dropped this week but I did not fucking get it God damn it, I did not fucking get it. They dropped on the website 11 a.m. Friday. You bet your fucking ass I was on that website. 11 or 10.59, ready to refresh, okay? Refresh, put it in my cart, check out. I was waiting, I was waiting. Said it was available, said I was in in the process of checking out. What do you want to pay with? You know I'm going to do shop pay. That's the quickest one. It's always saved. I already have my shit in there. Click shop pay, waiting, waiting. Fucking error. Refresh your page. That's like when you feel a lump in your ballsack. That error. That was like noticing the lump in my ball sack. And then when I clicked refresh. And it said they were all sold out. That was like the doctor telling me that I had fucking cancer. Because goddamn, dude. I'd been thinking about it all week. The album was so... The, the design was so fucking clean. It's called Super Tecmo Bowl. It's it's kind of modeled after like an old N64 Nintendo game. So the cover... The album cover was die cut to look like a game cartridge. And then if you got one of the limited ones, which was the only one I wanted. I don't want one of the regular fucking black ones. I'm sorry. That's too basic. If you got one of the limited ones, which were gray or gold, it came with a... Like a cover, like a cover for the vinyl cover, like a, a a sleeve I guess for it that said fucking Nintendo on it instead of Nintendo. But it looked like it was like black and then it had the logo in red, like the OG shit. It was clean as fuck, bro. And and I was so mad that I didn't get it, so upset. But yeah, anyways, three hundred fences is, is a song on that album, and it's got great storytelling from Boldy James. Like, the way he describes all of his shit, the situations he gets into, and then, like, how the song ends, it's kind of like, it cuts, it's kind of abrupt, but like a, like it should be, like a breath of relief type shit. It's really nice, and I feel like I disrespected him last week when I said that I wasn't really listening to what he was talking about. I was more listening to the beats. Boldy's got some good storytelling ability, all right? And he's got crazy bars, so I don't want you to feel like I disrespected him at all. I can hear the dog fucking snoring. That's weird. It's like... She's still doing it. Um Yeah, it was a good-ass song. So if you want to hear a good example of that, 300 Fences. Song of the Week, actually. Took Dave to the vet this week. That's always nice. I'm always makes me more grateful for dave than i was before because he is so quiet at the vet i don't think he meowed once probably because he was super fucking nervous but um as i was sitting in the office with him we'd already gone through the front and everything gotten into a room as i was sitting in the office with him i heard the front door open because it was a pretty small place and then i heard a sound that i did not recognize it had to come from a pet i was in a vet office so at first, I, my mind was labeling it like a goose or a, like a bird of some sort. And then it made the same noise two or three more times. And I was like, oh, that's someone's fucking cat. <laughs> that sucks. And that made me ten times more thankful for Dave because, God damn, he's got a normal sounding meow. He could sound like someone fucking sm- I don't know, smashed his face in or some shit. <laughs> Maybe it's the passageway or something. I don't know what makes the meow sound, but that cat had a fucked up meow sound. Um. Anyway, the doctor came in and uh pretty quick after that. He was really nice. Had just had a good energy about him. You you know those people. I'm guessing those are the people who like have found what they need to do in the morning, or they've drank too much coffee and they're just a little hey, woo, hey, let's do it. But either way, he was very nice. And everyone that saw my cat complimented how handsome he was. And that made me smile. It's kind of, I'm assuming it's what what it's like if someone says your kid's cute, you know. You just get a little sense of pride. Like, yeah, he is my handsome little man. But um, everything's cool with Dave. Just wanted to get him uh, flea preventative stuff. You have to go to the vet to get it. So it is what it is. Also got him his shots while he was there. And he took them like a champ, man. That's something... If if he gets any of his personality from me, that's one thing that did not carry over. That he is not afraid of needles. Lucky him, all right. I'm jealous. <sighs> Finally listened to Freddie Gibbs album this week. That was pretty good. Uh didn't didn't write anything about it, but one thing I do remember is at the end of one of the songs he had Joe Rogan as a feature. That shit was funny as fuck. He just he here, let me here I'll play it for you. But this is, um I love shit like this. This is good for fucking, I, I want to, I don't know why I want to say good for the culture, but I feel like that's the appropriate way to, way to phrase it. It's uh, branching out and kind of being silly with it. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, let me look at the album. Soul Sold Separately. That's the name of the album. It's got crazy, it's got like, the A Team of production on it, but it's they're spread out along every song, so I, I don't know how how to to really feel about that. Um, is it this one? What's up? It's Joe Rogan. Listen, I just landed in Vegas, my guy came through, I got mushrooms, I got DMT, I got Kevlar underwear and extra bullets. Let's fucking go. That was at the end of Rabbit Vision. I, that shit's funny as hell He had a few other people do that But Joe Rogan's definitely the most iconic Definitely the most memorable And it makes sense because Freddie's been on his podcast I, I believe twice Both were really good episodes Freddie's funny as hell So you should check those out If you listen to his music and you haven't uh, Kind of get a you know a better idea of who he is as a person But honestly it's pretty pretty much what you'd expect Listening to his shit Which is nice to kind of confirm You know that he's not just spitting to put on a show, but really cool shit. Um, let's see, let's see. All right, real quick. Watched a movie this week. Was pretty crazy. Um, I'm going to say this wrong. Schenectady to New York. It's, uh, I think it was on Hulu. It's, it's one of those movies where shit just does not make sense and you have to be okay with that. I could only follow what was happening in the movie for maybe the first 30 minutes. After that, I was just kinda watching. I was just kinda like, oh, okay, that's happening now. Oh, okay, now we're doing this? Oh, 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 okay, but that was really that. It, it, it was just, I was along for a ride, but I was completely enthralled, oh my gosh. It was good, man, I need to watch it again but i need to sit down for it. I, it is it is the kind of thing where you need to watch every second. like you really need to pay attention. and my friend said that there are youtube videos analyzing it, so i'll probably be looking up one of those, but i think i want to get another uh, another watch through on my own first just to kind of make my own opinions of it, but it just in the in the first like in the first 10 minutes i thought i had it figured out and then it it i was just completely off so and, and i'm not being very descriptive because i can't it's um the whole movie you just have to watch it unravel so if you're in for something that's fucking crazy and you after it you might be have more questions than answers fucking scanectiky which i'm probably saying wrong it's the name of a city scanectiky to new york uh crazy cool movie check it out and then, finally, well, second to last, because I want to talk about Borto. Second to last, Bandsplain. It's the name of a podcast. Sounds interesting to someone like me who's really a nerd about bands and artists and someone who likes to know all the little facts. Because I feel like that makes listening to the songs even better. Like, knowing little shit. Like, oh, that that's funny because of this. Anyway, I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay. Let me see what it's about. So I scrolled through. There are a lot of episodes, and I found one about a band that I don't really know. I tried to pick a band that I'm kind of not super like invested in, but I'm kind of curious about. So then I saw Blink-182. So, okay, I know them. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream night. I need some playing always. I know that song. You know that song. We know that song. So I listen to the podcast. And disclaimer, if you're going to listen to this podcast and you are somewhat similar to me, personality wise, or in the way you process things, I would say skip the fucking intro. Do yourself a favor and skip the first minute, 15 to minute and a half, because I almost didn't listen to this podcast because of it. It's bad. And that's my opinion, but it's fucking bad, bro. Like, it's it's one of those things that, it's like someone made it thinking that because they they did like this, like it's gonna be funny, but it's really not. Unless you like super lean into it, and I'm not here for that. I'm here for the band. So after that bullshit was over, I I even like stopped it and I was like, really I rewound it and I showed it to Cullen. Like I didn't want to listen to this now. He's like, yeah, this sounds like ass, but I listened to it and it was really good i can't even lie um the guest that they that she had on had a podcast where he analyzed every single blink 182 182 song ever so i feel like he was definitely the most qualified person to have on to talk about them but they basically told their whole story from beginning to end and i learned a lot of new shit like for instance i didn't know that uh travis barker was not the original drummer in blink 182 it was actually Scott something. I I have to look it up now because I, I don't want to not know. Blink 182, original drummer. Scott something. Don't fucking say Travis Barker, you dumbass. It's not. Ugh, give me a name, bro. Please give me a name. It just says he left. I want his name. Scott Rayner. Thank you. Scott Rayner was the original drummer. So some of the shit that I listened to, thinking it was Travis, is actually Scott Raynor. So now that, now I know that. I also know Travis Barker was in a Scots band called The Acrobats before the Blink-182 that made really silly, not serious at all music, but he was still a badass drummer in it. Also, this is the last one, because it's a good podcast, and I feel like if you're interested in Blink-182, you should definitely listen to this, because they also just got back together. Uh, Tom DeLonge was kind of busy doing... This is what I was going to talk about, so don't think I'm skipping out on it. Tom DeLonge was busy being a fucking alien expert. Like, this dude works with the government. He does serious research. He's really dedicated to UFOs and finding out what the fuck is out there. So for the past uh, two, three, I'm not sure how many years he hasn't been with Blink-182, they've had Matt... I believe his name is Matt Scar, Matt Scare, something like that. He's been the vocalist for them. He was from, I want to say he was from Alkaline Trio, but he's been filling in for Tom. And I listened to, he was on their newest album, the one with the Rainbow cover. Listen to one song from it because they played it in the podcast. No, I'm sorry. No, I hear Mark's voice, Mark Hopkins, or is it Hoppins? Fuck, I I, got to know now. Mark Hoppus, okay, Skiba—that's what it was. Skiba, I'm sorry, Matt Skiba. That was the singer that was replacing Tom. Like, I'd hear Mark Hoppus's voice and I'd be like, "Yeah, hell yeah, this is a Blink One Eight Two song." And then Matt would start singing. I'm like, "No, that's not that's not it." And I saw on Twitter today, not two hours ago, they just announced a world tour with Tom DeLonge again. He's back, and they also announced a new album coming out, or maybe it was a single for their album coming out Friday. I'm not gonna lie. I listened to the single. Uh, I didn't listen to very much of it. Okay, I it is it did not sound great. But um, what was the point? The point was now is a good time to listen to that podcast because they just got back together. So it kind of it was kind of cool that I listened to this shit like I don't know last Thursday and now out of nowhere after however many years they're getting back together. That was a cool coincidence. So. Check that podcast out. I will say, I'm not a super big fan of the hostess of the podcast. She she was pretty cool most of the way through, but she just asked one question that kind of pissed me off. And I guess that's not fair to pass judgment on one question. I mean, there were that, that was the main thing. There were a few things that annoyed me, but it is what it is. The question she asked was, have they commented on any of the lyrics from their songs from when from when they first came out which was in the 90s or some shit and I just think that that like when she asked that I just made a face like what what are you talking about because if you listen to blink 182 songs first of all they're like half serious to begin with what one there's a song about fucking a dog man like uh, there, there's songs about what's my age again? You know, there, there's a song about girls not being all they're cracked up to be. There's a lot of ridiculous shit, and it was also a different time, and because they used like words that we don't say now because they're not culturally appropriate, you're gonna that you're gonna ask, well, have they said anything about it? Have they said sorry? Like really, that's. <laughs> that should just pissed me off and it kind of threw off the even the dude that she asked he was kind of like well i don't i don't think they have but it's kind of universally understood that it was a joke and it was a long ass time ago when things were different it's not like they were saying fuck them you know it, it wasn't anything like that so that i will i will say that that one part pissed me off I guess she kind of has to do it at this point to to fucking subserve to peace not subserve what's the to pander to fucking PC culture but it is what it is that that was the only thing though other than that it was a pretty good podcast um blink 182 pretty cool they're just pretty funny dudes I remember William was playing me a live album on the, uh on one of our trips to a job and they're funny guys on stage. Every time some girl flashed their tits, they'd go boobies. <laughs> uh, and also, just knowing, like, being able to pick out Tom's voice and Mark's voice now, it- it's satisfying because I've been listening to, not like actively listening to them forever, but I've been listen- I've heard Blink 182 f- for all my life pretty much. So it's nice to know who is who. And then, oh, okay, I almost forgot about this. This is the last thing. The last, last thing. And this is also Song of the Week. Fucking Stockholm Syndrome, bro. I had never heard this before. I heard it in the podcast. It goes so hard. Like, I can't even... I'm not even exaggerating. It It's like... It, it feels like a precursor. Or, or may, maybe just Blink-182 trying the style of a lot of the shit that I listen now. Like, post-hardcore shit. Um, stuff like Fall of Troy... Uh, a little bit Coheed and Cambria-esque, some like Will Swan shit. Like here, I'll play it. It, 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 it just sounds like their attempt at post-hardcore. So you've got the build-up section, right? Like even these cuts, bro. Like the rock out section and then the let it breathe and the fucking go hard as fuck. Like this the 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 whole structure of this feels like post hardcore. And that's not what Blink 182 is. So it's it's so awesome when I when I heard this, I was like, yo. They're like right there. Like I can hear that if if maybe they like Put more reverb on Tom's part. He's the he's the one who's uh, yelling in the first place. And then Mark's under him. That's that. Also, the way they're singing that, like the double the the duo pitch parts. That's also a post-hardcore shit. I feel like maybe maybe it's not. Maybe that's a genre that's pretty close to post-hardcore that I'm trying to describe. But you get the idea of what I'm saying here. I'll play like a. I'll play um this song, I feel like this uh, reminds me of it. Look, you got the section first, kind of setting it up right. I think the only thing you're missing in that is the vocal doubles um you'll probably hear that in some Coheed or cambria maybe dance Gavin dance like John mess and Kurt Travis or Johnny Craig or Tillian Pearson going back and forth but I can definitely hear like the blink that blink 182 song is the bare bones of like what's to come next that was in 2003 and what I just played is 2019 I'm pretty sure let, let me check let me check let me check Oh, I'm sorry. That's 2005. <laughs> Either way, this is um that's what this band does. And then that was Blink-182's like, "Oh, let's see how this goes." But they also talked about in the podcast that uh Tom DeLonge started a post-hardcore band with Travis Barker as the drummer. I only really need that second half of the statement to even want to check it out. Post-hardcore with Travis Barker as the drummer. But now hearing that little snippet from Blink-182, I'm going to go fucking listen to that shit tomorrow because, I, honestly, I forgot about it. But now talking about it again, there's no way I'm going to forget. Tomorrow, it's called Boxcar Racer, if anyone's interested. I hope it's good. I hope it's not, you know, bad and they gave up on it. Now I'm telling you all to listen to it and it's, it's going to be bad. But I guess we'll find out together, won't we? All right. Somehow, I kept you here a little bit longer than an hour, so that's cool. Maybe it'll make up... A l- oh, did I talk about Borto? I'm going to talk about Borto real quick. All right. I'm really just watching to see what happens with Naruto at this point, man. It's like... so. I'm not going to be descript because I don't want to spoil for anybody, but it's like some serious shit happened with him, and they're they're kind of playing it off like it's not. And so I'm just kind of waiting. I'm trying to sift through all the bullshit filler trying to get through these episodes so i can see what happens to my boy the one that i fell in love with in the first place the the story that i really care about to see what happens with naruto and you know if, if you've watched any anime fillers you see like a, a, a teacher episode you see a school you see some characters you haven't seen in a minute you're like oh you get that look on your face but i can't lie uh I've liked some of these episodes. There have been moments where I'm I'm thinking, oh okay, that was that was worth watching just to see that. Uh, mainly in these, it, it, it's uh, been Himawari Naruto's daughter. She's actually pretty fucking funny. Like I can't lie. A lot of the times she'll uh, she'll just remind me of Naruto, like the way she. Um, w- they they were at like a party right and so in the students there's one girl that's a princess she gets all the attention right there's another girl that's like a, an actress wannabe or some shit and she wants the attention so she was at their party trying to flex like oh we had all these famous movie stars at my house my parents know them and everybody was like oh shit that's crazy and then so uh, uh himawari was like hmm who comes over to my house a lot uh Well, Gara, and then it was like the fucking Mizukage. I'm wait, is he the Mizukage? Shit, I don't want to disrespect Gara. AdBlock Plus, no AdBlock Plus. Don't stop me from searching. Gara Kage. He's the Kaze Kage. Damn, the fucking is that the fucking Kaze Kage? He's famous as shit. And then Himawari just laughs, like, is he? Really? And, and it, it just looks exactly like Naruto when he was a kid. Um, she's also pretty smart and can use her Byakugan already. And she's just now in the Ninja Academy. So I think she's going to be fucking badass when she gets, like, graduates, becomes a Chunin and all that shit. I could definitely see her being a Jonin. Maybe, maybe in the Anbu? How crazy would that be? Uh, she's like, really nice but then when she gets mad like even Boruto gets scared of her and I get like it's you know it's all comical because it's a show and they're kids so it's kind of played up a little bit but there was one time I'm pretty sure even fucking Kurama said this there was one time that Himawari got mad and her Byakugan activated right as like a little kid and she like punched Naruto in the stomach and it showed Kurama like in a separate screen feeling that punch too like taking it in the gut. So I can only imagine what's going to come next for her, but shit's pretty cool, man. I'm just hoping to get out of these fillers, though, because I can only take so much, man. I can only take so much. Once you hear that boop boop, 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 once you hear that music in Naruto, you know it's over. Some dumb shit's about to happen, but that's it. That's it. I got it all out, I promise. Have a great week. Thank you for sticking around and listening. And I'll try not to be late next week. That's all I can say. I will try not to be late. But you know what? I'm still going to be here. Unless, unless the old dude really does come through and fucking pop one of my ass, I am going to be here next week. And if I'm still breathing, you know what? I'll still even be here then. All right? I got a mobile recorder. They can bring that shit up to the hospital. I will figure it out. All right? This podcast... It's not stopping until I do, okay? Or until they stop me. Shit, I don't know. We'll see We'll see how it plays out, all right? Y'all take it easy. Have a great week. Thanks for chilling. Later. Yo, this isn't really a post show. I just forgot two things about the concert. And one thing they fucking did to me at work today. <laughs> um, so the concert, the Pusha T concert, right? Push was out and he had just started neck and wrist beat drop goes so hard on this shit i was vibing and then just you know neck and wrist don't lie all of a sudden stop 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 he, he like i swear to god he like dropped down to his knees or some shit and like put it and like threw his hands to the side like got that shit stop she just fell out and then like the music stopped everybody stopped i don't know if some girl fell off the balcony I don't know if she just fell down to the crowd, but um, he just stopped that shit like that, bro. He didn't even think about it. He wasn't like, "Hey, hey, can we get someone over here?" He was intense, bro. He was like, he really cared. I felt like so mad respect to him, bro. I felt like if I if I didn't say that in the podcast, then I'd be doing him a disjustice because he was um, he was very attentive. He he was ready for that shit. So. He was like Dallas. I love y'all. Some crazy shit like that happens every time I come down here, man. So that was cool. Also, behind me there was like I'm sorry if I sound a little stuffy. Behind me there was a. Um, I'm I'm assuming by his voice uh, a white dude, explaining like every Pusha T lyric to the friend next to him. Because I remember he has a he has a lyric where he goes. um Played to a different drum like EDM. That's the end of it. And then at the end of the song, he goes, his friend's like, play to a different drum like EDM. That was crazy. And his friend's like, well, yeah, that's because Pusha T's been featured on EDM songs way more than any other rapper. And so he was doing that for the whole concert, pretty much. And even through the mosh pits, wherever I ended up, somehow those motherfuckers were still behind me because it was like Throughout the whole set. All right, that's it for the pusher concert, and then at work after they made fun of my socks, I told you how they say I like I race to the door every day, right? Colin was like, "Oh, I'm a foot race you to the door today, man. Fifty seven. I'm I'm a beat you to the door." And my competitive ass was like, "All right, bet, bet." So we both like had our foot, had our feet, had I'm sorry, had our feet lined up like we were about to race like one left foot in front of the other and then I had my clock out watching and then 57 hit I ran ran for the door but I didn't think about the fact that I had all my shit in my right hand and my phone in my left hand so I couldn't open the door in time to get out of it and I couldn't stop in time to not hit it so I just rammed into the door with my left shoulder and it still kind of hurts a little bit i'm hoping it doesn't hurt tomorrow or i'm gonna feel like a really big dumbass. but the cherry on top is i turn around and come standing there laughing watching me that motherfucker did not move an inch (laughs) he had no plans of racing me that dude is always he's a fucking trickster bro he's always trying to put one over on you (sighs) but that's it not a post show just you know some some shit i forgot it happens i i smoke all right later have a good night bye